listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. What smells so bad? It's strong, but you'll get used to it. Now here's your hosts, Nick Stevenson yeah, and buddy. Chris Clark. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again. Whatever time of day it is, wherever you may be listening in the world, welcome to the season finale, episode 19 of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. My name is Nick Stevenson, and I am your gracious and humble host for the season finale. My man Christopher Clark, he's mailed it in already. <laughs> What's really funny about this is I had this bright idea. Well, it wasn't my idea. Chris and I came up with the idea together. For the finale, let's just do a recap show because that would, quote, be easy. And I'm here to tell you right now it's been anything but. As a matter of fact, this might be the most difficult episode that I have done up to this point as far as the production and editing. Because basically I had to try to condense an entire season, which is actually, we have, this will be the 19th episode. So there's 18 episodes plus two off scripts, and a small business shout-out. So there's 21 episodes in total up to this point. This will be the 22nd. The last time I did this much editing was for episode two, when we did the Thanksgiving audio. That was about a six-minute audio clip, and I think it took me six hours to do. Well, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, uh, I made a clip today that is basically all of season one of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast, Wrapped up with a bow on it. So if you missed any of it, really, you can nearly get the entire experience just by listening to this clip. I'm going to warn you right now, it's 20 minutes long. Don't you dare turn your fucking phone off or whatever device you're listening to this podcast on. Because I put in the work. <laughs> I put in the work. To the chagrin of everyone in my family, I... I can't even think of what I owe my wife to make up for the fact that, first of all, I mean, she's, my wife's been incredible putting up with me, putting up with the fact that we were supposed to be in the studio, then COVID-19 happened. She thinks she's finally getting all of this equipment off of her breakfast table. (laughs) We do one episode in the studio, 13. That's the one, if you aren't familiar, where we sounded like we were in a tin can. Uh, yeah, Studio A needs a little bit of work still, um, and we are working on that. We're going to have to put some more soundproof in there because uh, it was it was a little bit echoey. COVID-19 happens. We start having to, I haven't seen Chris in over a month, like literally have not laid eyes on Chris in over a month. We've been doing this podcast, if you've been listening, over the phone. It's just, it's been a weird time, man. Still, I was able to sit down and reflect on everything that we've done up to this point. And of course, we had a couple of things we wanted to do that we didn't get a chance to do. But all in all, as I look back on everything we've done, I'm pretty proud of of this podcast, the content that we've put out. And we'll talk a little bit about it. I'm going to tell you right now, I had grand plans of going through and breaking down every episode that we've done and telling you what my favorite parts of it were. Well, I'm here to tell you right now, it's 2.19 in the morning And I've probably been up since 3 o'clock yesterday morning. Working on this podcast, also diving headfirst into another project that Chris and I are working on. And that we will actually have a pretty big announcement about 
fairly soon. What I'm going to do is I have a list of people that I want to thank, starting with my wife. Um, like I said, she's she's put up with me sitting at this table. There's times that I've edited into the wee hours of the night all through the day. I think this COVID-19 situation, us all being locked up in the house together, has, uh, has got us a little bit on edge anyway. If You guys are probably all in the same situation, but I have to thank my wife first and foremost for allowing me to pour my passion into something. Baby, I'm taking a month off. I'm going to try to take a legit month off. Uh, we do have some work to do to get ready for season two. We're going to be in the studio, Studio A, provided that coronavirus uh, takes a hike. We, ha- we have big plans. Needless to say, we've been working hard, though, and it will be nice to take a little bit of a break. Okay, so season one, as I was looking back, uh, I'm very proud of what we've done. What I was able to put in this highlight reel, if you will, it was very difficult to pick my favorite moments, and I couldn't put all my favorite moments into one 20-minute reel. I'll tell you what some honorable mentions are that will not show up in this reel. And that's when our mothers were here. Uh, it was just really cool. I That is the longest I ever sat at a table and talked to Chris's mother. And she is a sweetheart, salt-of-the-earth woman. She listens to every single episode. Like, that woman loves her sons. Like, she loves her some Chris, and she loves her some Jonathan, a.k.a. Booba. Like, those are her babies. And her grandkids just the same. So the way she supports them... And the way she's been supporting us has just been awesome. And I was really glad. It was it was a cool dynamic to get my mother and Chris's mother sitting at the same table, chopping it up with each other. Episode six that we did with our wives, I still get a kick every time I listen to that. Because every time I listen to that, like I think of stuff that I should have said to rebut. It was almost, if you notice, Chris was trying not to get involved. But it was basically like Whitney and Haley were teaming up on me. Like, they were sistering hard, and I'm, I'm with that. I respect it. But uh, <laughs> if you go back and listen to it, every time I'm going to give full disclosure, I like to go back and listen to our podcast. And the reason I do it, I mean, honestly, I enjoy it, but I'm very self-critical. I try to listen to things that I can improve on. But every time I listen to episode six, I'm like, man, you should have said this. Like, there's perfect time for me to rebut And what's funny (laughs) is like that one just really gets under my skin as opposed to episode 10 where me and Chris did something that we always said we weren't going to do. We, you know, tried to tackle the subject of politics. Chris said stuff that I didn't agree with in that episode, and I just didn't care to even say anything about it. It was like, well, okay, moving on. (laughs) Honorable mention moments in the show. Honestly, the small business shout out. Did not make it into the highlight reel. And that's because that was not a planned episode. Like we literally decided a day or two before we recorded that. I think it was a Saturday and we decided we were going to record it on a Monday. Look, if I had added that in there, then this clip would have been, I mean, it was 20 minutes on the button. It ended up being perfect. Somebody more powerful than me was looking out. I've been working on this for four days, just so everybody knows. There was really no easy way to do it. I'm tired as hell. I'm probably rambling on like crazy. Okay. So the people I want to thank, uh, there are many of you out there who have cut for us very hard. I've already thanked my wife. Thank you so much. I have to thank Chris 
for really being the engine that drove this whole thing at the beginning. Chris was the one who put the energy into, okay, let's let's get equipment. Let's let's get this thing going. Let's build this studio. And he was his hair was on fire as as normal. And I was kind of, you know, yeah, I'm I'm with this. I want to do this. If you ask Chris, he'll probably even tell you like when it comes to this podcast, he's comfortably handed the reins to me and said, "Bro, you drive this thing." You know, he always talks about well, he's the he's the background guy. And yes, he he comes on this show and he's in the forefront and he gets to show his personality, which is awesome. Uh, but a lot of the things that go on behind the scenes that he would normally do, he's now trusted me to do. It, it's a good feeling. So I've already thanked my wife. I have to thank Chris. I have to thank Haley for allowing Chris to hype Gorilla the way that he does. Uh, I have to thank my kids for staying quiet in their rooms whenever I'm having to record at the house and being supportive. Hannah has told me that she has let her entire second grade class know that they need to listen to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast, which kind of makes me worry that maybe second graders are listening to our show. Obviously, if you're in second grade, don't listen to the show. Some of the people who've cut for us the hardest, I have to thank my good friend, Ricky Palacio. Uh, the very first episode that we posted uh, on November 24th, about an hour after it was out, I got a phone call. And it was from Ricky. He's the first person to call me. And he's like, I just listened to your podcast and it was fucking awesome. I'm proud of you, man. Every Monday after a show comes out, Ricky will call me and tell me what he thinks about the show. He's heavily involved in it. Bud, I know you're listening right now. Thank you so much. Your support means more than I can even tell you, my friend. And that goes for more than just this podcast. Ricky has been a good friend to me for a very long time. And I'm here to tell you that those are hard to find. So thank you very much, Rick. You know, I love you. Uh, I got to thank Joshua Beard. And I got to thank Joshua Beard's brother-in-law, Noah, uh, who's also cutting very hard for this show. Joshua Beard will be... He's between him and Ricky. It's either one and two on who listens to the show uh, when it first comes out. I'll probably say Josh these days because, like I said, Ricky most of the time is listening on Monday. Uh, but Josh has gotten his brother-in-law, Noah, who I'm not sure. I think Noah's like 14. So sorry about some of the language, Noah. Um, but Noah's been listening to the show. Noah actually reached out to me a couple of days ago, and he wants to wish a very happy birthday to his mother, Sonia Smith. Sonia, happy birthday from the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. He told me that he was going to ask you to listen to our show. I think this is the perfect show for you to listen to. I'm going to play a 20-minute clip of what I feel like some of the highlights of this season were. And I hope when we start season two in June, you'll be in the front row watching along because we're going to be on YouTube. And like I said earlier, we got another big announcement that we're super excited about. And speaking of birthdays and speaking of brand new spirit sniffers, we have a very good friend, Autumn, who reached out to us and a few people on the Deer Park, Texas talk site uh, about her son's birthday coming up on May 3rd. Her son, Bo, is going to be 10. And apparently, you know, the family has gone through some difficult times. With COVID-19, Bo's not going to be able to have a birthday party. Apparently, that's not really his bag anyway. But Bo, mom said that despite the fact that we occasionally drop an F-bomb, and I don't think I've dropped one in this show yet, mom said she was going to let you listen so that I could wish you a very happy, happy birthday coming up, man. Ten years old, that's a big one. 
I want you to enjoy that. And uh, me and my buddy Chris, we're going to have something special for you in the mailbox on your special day. So that's Bo in Deer Park. I don't know if they want me to use their last name or not, but I want to wish you a very happy birthday, Bo. And Autumn, thank you for reaching out. And I'm so glad that you are now listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast and one of the spirit sniffers. Uh, thank yous. Also, another supporter of ours, my good friend Rolando. Uh, we gave him a phone call during the roll call episode. Uh, Rolando's been also been a very good friend of mine for a long time. We've been through a lot together, and he's just always been very supportive. I have to thank my brother, Joshua. My brother is holding down YouTube. Like Our YouTube views at the beginning were sky high. Well, sky high. Let me slow down. Sometimes I get a little ahead of myself. We had a lot of YouTube views on our debut episode. It got over 200 like really quick. And then it just got stale. I think people realized, hey, these aren't actual videos. But my brother still listens on YouTube. My good friend at work, Matthew, a.k.a. Arthur Johnson. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell everybody your real name's Arthur, Matt. But uh, thank you so much for your support, man. All the guys at ITC, Tyler, Larry. Let me just say Mike. Just in case, I accidentally used your full name earlier, Mike. Uh, I don't want you to get you in trouble with the Fed. So, but you guys, uh, my man Juan, thank you so much. All of you guys at ITC, I've seen so many of you out there uh, showing support for the podcast. We appreciate it very much. All we ask you guys to do is continue to listen and share with a friend. If you're enjoying the show, let a friend know. Hey, man, there's a couple of guys right here in Deer Park. They're good guys. They're entertaining. Uh, they try to do the right thing. They try to help their local small businesses out. And they just want to create this movement of having good conversations, staying positive, uh, none of the negativity. I want to give a shout out to the people on social media who are spreading love and good vibes. My man, Chris Clark, he's all about that. My good friend, Sarah Cooligan from the Urban Soap Bar. The energy that she puts out is incredible. Okay. And I see there's there's a lot of people out there. Who put out good energy season two you know this is like my new new year's resolution okay season two there's a lot of things i gotta work on i'm gonna try to be a better podcast host as i've been listening back to a lot of the episodes i realized there's a couple of things i say way too much i say man like man we're just really happy to be here man you know what i'm saying man i don't know if i do that when i'm working by myself but whenever chris is here i do that entirely too much uh, I say that's what's up a lot. Sometimes that's not what's up. Chill. You don't have to say that. It's not always what's up. Okay. <laughs> if if you can't tell, I'm like delirious from lack of sleep. I didn't want to mail in this episode completely. So I'm like, I should probably talk a little bit about season one. Look, season one, it was great. You don't have to take my word for it. But All my reading rainbow fans, you know what I'm talking about. Nick, you need to shut the fuck up. More thank yous. Okay, I want to thank Raquel Stewart, who's been a very avid supporter of this show. Obviously, my man Stephen Terry, and he's even got his brother Daniel Terry listening. Uh, I don't want to forget anybody. Whoever's listening in France, can you please get a hold of me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, my email? Get a hold of me somehow. I need to know who is listening in France. If you're listening in any of the other states, we have listeners in Oklahoma consistently, listeners in California. I don't know if this is people. I My peeps from Cali, if you're listening, I appreciate you so much. 
If it's any of my peeps, holler at me and let me know. I haven't spoken to many of you in quite some time. Let's see. Got a couple listens in Florida recently. That's probably thanks to my friend Caitlin. Apparently, Sarah's family is listening in Norway. That's pretty awesome. Listeners in New York. This is really boring, but I'm actually looking it up right now because I want you guys to get a hold of us. Uh, we want to show you guys some appreciation for supporting us. All right, Atlanta, Georgia. What's up, Atlanta? Holler at me. We love you guys. Minnesota, Chanhassen, Minnesota, Mondovi, Wisconsin. Holler at me. Hayes, Louisiana. Somebody's been listening in Hayes on the regular. Please get a hold of me. I don't care if you have to send smoke signals, Morse code. Get a hold of me, guys. We want to know who's listening, why you're listening. Are you listening because you love us? Are you listening because you like to laugh at us because we suck? I don't know. But uh, get in, get in touch with us. Somebody was listening in Indiana. I don't know if they still are. Houston, Texas, of course. Number one supporter. Shout out, baby. Right behind them, Pasadena. The, the Dirty Dana. What's good? Alvin, Texas is representing hard. Frisco, Texas. Whoever's in Frisco, holler at me, please. Let's see. Paulson, Montana. That's my homegirl, Stephanie. Love you, boo. Laporte. What it do? Oklahoma City. Like I said, shout out. Need to know who's out there. Manville. What's up? We're going to get to this highlight reel. I enjoyed it. Making it was a pain in the ass, but I listened back to it a couple times because it took that many times to get it right. Uh, Stamford with an M. Connecticut. Holler at your boy. Covina, California. Brooklyn, New York. What it do? Kodak, Tennessee. Mount Saloon, Virginia. Oklahoma City. I've got quite a few from you. We don't talk shit about Oklahoma either. We didn't say a goddamn thing about Tiger King. All right. We, we be in Florida's ass on the regular. We didn't say shit to y'all about Tiger King in Oklahoma. So y'all need to show us some love for sure. New Baltimore, Michigan, Columbus, Ohio, Buckeyes. What it do? Come on. So in season two, what I'm, what I'm coming to the conclusion of is because when we first started this thing, I said to myself, if we have good content, the people will come. And to an extent, that is true. Pe- people are listening to us. And I'm not going to get greedy. And I told myself, season two, I'm not even going to pay attention to the numbers. I'm going to pay attention to the content. And I'm going to try to make sure that I put out the best show possible. Um, but we want to increase our audience, obviously. That everybody wants to be famous, but nobody wants to work hard. Uh, that is one of my favorite quotes. I don't know who said it originally, but it's a quote that the comedian Kevin Hart likes to use on the regular. I just want to be in a position where I have the privilege of my voice making a positive and effective change in this world. In order to do that, more people are going to have to listen. And maybe it would help if I didn't get on this microphone tired as fuck and start rambling on like an idiot. But uh, that's that's my goal for season two. We just want to ex- expand the audience. We're pushing the envelope at the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. We can't thank you guys, the listener, enough. If I forgot to thank anybody by name, I apologize. I'll probably think of it later, and it's going to be too late. So right now, you know who you are, and I'm thinking about you. Thank you so much for all of your support. The time has come. I sat here and rambled long enough. Let's get to this highlight of season one of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. If this is the first time you're listening, I hope you enjoyed this highlight reel. Please go back and check out these episodes. We had great guests. We had wonderful conversations. And I think you'll find that it's just a quality podcast to listen to. Maybe I'm a little bit biased. But that's okay. All right. Enough talking. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the highlight reel 
for the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast, season one. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again. It is that time again. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening or good night. Whatever time of day it is, whatever time of day it is, whatever time of day it is, wherever you may be listening in the world, you're just tuning in to the inaugural episode. You have just tuned in to episode five, episode 10, to episode 15. Welcome to episode 18 of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. My name is Nick Stevenson. Yeah, buddy. Sitting directly across from me is my brother from another mother. <laughs> What's the damn deal, though? Christopher Clark is in the building. We'll pull the curtain back on this a little bit. This is not the first time we've tried doing this. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We absolutely are friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome to episode two, Love and Good Vibes. We experienced a lot of love and good vibes this past week, mm-hmm. including Thanksgiving. Yep. I am here with my son, Logan. What are you thankful for this year? The ladies. The ladies. Bro. Zoe, how are you doing? Or do you know any good jokes? Why did the turkey cross the road? Why did the turkey cross the road? To get to the other side. Hey! Episode 3, The Wheel of Spirit. Ooh-wee! Chris loves dad jokes. I bought some shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced it with, but I was tripping all <laughs> Stop wasting my time at gofuckyourself.com. <laughs> and see. I only call you bitch because I don't know your name individually. <laughs> that was good. Okay. To episode 4, let's, let's do a little Christmas episode. I think sometimes we forget to teach them the lesson of what Christmas is really about. Yeah. It's about family, being kind to one another, Absolutely. being kind to your neighbor, and it's about giving. Yeah. Giving is the best part. To episode 5, I could not think of any more fitting guests than the two women we are about to introduce you to. Our mothers. <laughs> Elizabeth Clark, how are you doing? Right. The one and only, Yura Stevenson. How's it going, Mom? It's going great. As a small child, Chris was always a, I want to please my mom. I want to do everything I can possibly do to, I don't want to be bad. I don't, now when he got to be a teenager, that was the reason <laughs> animals ate their young. <laughs> After hearing this, you have to think that I was just a boring child. Curfew was an issue. Probably. I see the light on in my bedroom. Oh, God. And there standing is the outline of my father. Ooh. And he's standing there like Superman. He's got his hands <laughs> on his hip. And he's probably in his drawers. George, bro, turn around, man. Turn around. I'm off script with your boy Nick Stevenson. Find something that you love to do and just go fucking do it. All in the family part two. And the bosses are in the building. <laughs> I mean, let's just get down to the nitty gritty. What's the last thing y'all thought about? This is going to be such a long story. But it's you not... should let me start. Oh, Lord. It'll be, <laughs> yeah, it'll be long if you tell it. Let's go. Let's go. Let me explain to you guys something about men. We are so simple. Simple. To the verge of being stupid. Like, <laughs> there's nothing going on up there. You ever ask a man what he's thinking about? And he's like, nothing. He's really thinking about nothing. <laughs> After Kate, Haley gets about three cups of coffee into her and she gets to work. Come 11 o'clock, I get a phone call. How do I answer the phone? Say girl. Say girl. <laughs> <laughs> and everything is peachy king. Usually they actually mean it and they actually try to do better. If either one of us is in a tiff with one of you, so like we have to huddle up and be like, okay. <laughs> and he'll be like, that happened to me one time. Let me show you the game plan. And he writes out the play, the X's and the O's, but I lay down, and you know how I knew we were good? And I snuggled you? Yeah, she put her leg over mine. I'm in like Flynn, <laughs> episode seven. And it is all in the family, 
Part three, my baby brother, a.k.a. JT, a.k.a. DJ Mulatto, Joshua Stevenson. Oh, it's the return of the Buzz Lightyear show <laughs> slash Boo Boo Radio. <laughs> I remember coming over here uh, before the divorce and I was just going through some things and I, I spent the night and my brother came outside and he talked to me. And I know what he'd been through, but we never really just had that heart to heart. Let's just talk about it. All these differences that me and my brother, if I'm going to go through this. His advice is going to be key to this because I watched this dude battle some obstacles. Yeah. There was a point in time I was like, man, I'm just going to take my life. She looked so pissed, you know, and she walked away, shows me a picture of my kid. She says, this is who you live for. Don't forget who you live for. Man, that's what I needed to hear at that time. Well, now that we got all the emotions and the <laughs> tears streaming out of the way. <laughs> anniversary last weekend. And I was like, man, this is going to be the greatest anniversary ever. The Texans are about to go to the AFC Championship. <laughs> Five minutes into the game. <laughs> yeah. The newlywed game. I asked Ileana, it's her idea of a perfect date night. How do you think she answered? The Longhorn Steakhouse, get a steak and then have sex. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Episode 8. Joshua Beard. And speaking Anything. of beard, that is glorious. <laughs> a little bit of a fanboy, bro. Oh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. He is his own damn boss. Yep. Not only living the American dream, but he's selling the American dream. <laughs> what does the American dream mean to you? There's no limit. Whatever you put your mind to and whatever you can set out to do is, for some reason, when you had American in front of it, it, it's like I can do anything yeah and yeah. there's really nothing that can hold you back you have just tuned in to episode 9 anyone is listening to us from the state of Florida what are y'all doing down there <laughs> either call up the show or come <laughs> sit in this chair and tell us what the fuck is going on Florida woman allegedly threw an 8 inch long knife at her boyfriend after he farted in her face <laughs> <laughs> on the way home from school there's a bus that pulls up next to us and it's shorter than usual say mom why is that bus so small oh that's the special ed bus who the fuck is ed <laughs> and why is he so special white people love saying oh these are dangerous after trying a new snack <laughs> <laughs> Episode 10. In celebration of episode number 10. Now let's talk about the top 10 moments in our lives. And it's not necessarily the best moment. Number 9 is my first kiss. It's a very embarrassing story. I pull some smooth shit. Okay. I whisper in her ear. I'm like, dance with me. But there's no music. And I took her hand and I put it on my heart. And I'm like, now there is. <laughs> oh my God, I need to find out where my kids are right now. And she starts kissing me. This is the greatest night of my life. Yeah. Until... Now I'm like poking my ass out like, like I have no I'm, I do not know what to do. Um, she's thinking I'm being awkward because yeah. she kissed and be like no I just have a raging heart on in my little 14 year old drawers. It is the return of love and good vibes and this time around love and good vibes has an entirely new meaning. If you're a single woman or man perhaps your Valentine's Day was full of good vibes but let's talk about you and Haley how you met. Haley shows up. I'm talking unexpected. Doesn't tell me nothing. She just shows up to bring my mom a shirt. Yeah. And dude, my heart sank. <laughs> like, my heart just dropped. That was a good cue. I like that. <laughs> Her and my mother ended up going to Walmart. And my mom told Haley, you're going to think I'm crazy, but one day you're going to marry my son. You know, every girl dreams of, like, being proposed to in a super romantic way. I call Haley. So let's go to JP and get married. Did you just fucking propose to me? 
I'm like, hell yeah, woman. <laughs> Comes a time in every man's life where he's got to shit or get off the pot. So Today I'm shitting. What I tell myself is being in a toxic relationship as long as I was and as many times as I saw the wrong thing. People would say Whitney and I move quickly. I'm here to tell people that when you know, you to all you single people on Valentine's Day, letting your voice be heard and your opinion be heard, that Valentine's Day is overrated. No one asked you. It's not all about you. And I would venture to say the day you realize everything is not all about you, you might actually find yourself in a functioning relationship yep. with another functioning Amen. adult. If you can't look at somebody else who's happy and be happy for them, you have a problem. Yep. That negative energy is going to keep you from attaining whatever it is that you are seeking. Off script. With yours truly, I am your gracious and humble host, Nick Stevenson. I'm on a boat, bitch. If you've listened to the previous off script and you thought to yourself, man, Nick really doesn't sound as funny as he normally is. Whoever your favorite comedian is, if you hang out with Chris, he's going to make you feel like you're just as funny. That if I ever do stand up comedy, Chris Clark is going to be sitting up in the first row. Hey, that's Chris in the front. Welcome to episode 12 of the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit Podcast. Wheel of Spirit. So let's bring that bad boy back. For $100,000, you have to allow Mike Tyson to make love to you. For a million, he's got to punch your kid. Which kid is it? <laughs> Logan, brace yourself. If you could live in any other time period, where would you want to go? Like 1905. So I could have been an adult and gone through Great Depression. It's awesome. I don't think... Anybody's ever said, man, I want to be alive during the Great Depression. My brother preaches this thing called love and logic, and the kids are just going. And they both come running up to me. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I love you too much to argue. Shut both of their mouths, and they fucking walked off. I called my brother. I said, it fucking worked. And bro, I'm your Stevenson son. Okay? Love and logic comes with a strap and a buckle on it. That's what love and logic is in my house, right? Keisha Lott Wells, how are you doing, ma'am? I am well. You cannot love somebody if you don't love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, you're going to take something that ain't love. Absolutely. I love me too much to yeah. let you disrespect me. Absolutely. I love me too much to let you come sleep up in my bed and you ain't committed. Absolutely. And I spent some time to fall in love with myself, fall in love with God, fall in love with me. She's dropping wisdom on us, man. man Imagine making a double cheeseburger with that in your right hand. <laughs> <laughs> you want to break us off a little piece, a little taste of Poet Lady Key? When I step on the scene, I grab the attentions of owner CEOs, even though they may come from a higher class than I am fully aware that I choose not to be bound by my history. I am not defined by the sickness of my skin, my slim waist, my fat behind, my good hair. Man, Google that chick. You can find her type anywhere. I prefer to be that woman that men wants to know. When my phone rang, there was a purpose. He knows I'ma stimulate his brain. And if we ever connect together, then we got the power to produce change. Any other reason will make me a fraud. You, I, all women, we represent God. Who am I? I am me, poet lady Keith. Welcome to episode 14. We are self-quarantined and social distancing today. What's the damn deal, though? Bruh, this is weird. Jonathan and Stacey Hughes have joined us via the telephone as well. How you guys doing? There's an aspect of family that I did not want to leave out, the extended family. Haley comes home one day. He says, I met this guy at Fun Care. He seems really nice. We should hang out with him. You met a guy at a daycare, and you want to hang out with him. Like, I don't fucking think so. Like, what? He's like, they're from Florida. What are you talking about? You guys had zero obligation. The support and the love that you guys gave to my daughter, that's what, that's what softened me up and said, you know what, Nick? You need to chill. Like, these people have proven themselves to you. I think to myself, yeah. if I hadn't given you guys that opportunity to really ingratiate yourselves into our family, it wouldn't be the same. We need you guys. I, I don't want to say that we don't know anybody else other than you guys, but y'all are our people. I mean, Whitney and Haley's mom. She looks down and calls 
journey and Jaden, her grandkids too. And Chris's parents too. I mean, you know, my my mom and my dad being so far away couldn't do grandparents' day that one year. Elizabeth went up there, all the activities, pulled journey from class and hung out with her just like she was one of the actual grandparents. You know, for Journey and Jaden to still have family. I said, what if a few nobodies from Texas changed the world? Imagine people coming together and realize that people are people. Not everybody's the same. And what we do have in common far outweighs the things that are different. Episode 15. Well, let everybody know right now, I'm about four deep into my takeout margaritas <laughs> from El Toro. God bless Texas. <laughs> I'm about to give you some shit, Chris. When we asked what time period you would want to live through. I would have liked to have been born like 1905. Mm -hmm. So I could have been an adult and gone through the Great Depression. Bruh. This motherfucker said it. he wanted to live through the Great Depression. You're gonna learn today. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call a few people that we care about, a few people we love, check up on them, make sure they're doing good. We got a couple Hell of yeah. friends out there who are running small businesses. Check on them, see what they're up to. This is Mimi Graham. What's, What's up, on? Mimi Graham? Whoever the toilet paper bandit is, <laughs> really needs to stop. <laughs> What's going on, What's Mama up, Clark? Mama? Well, nothing, my little stepson. What's up with you? <laughs> hey, let's holler at my mom. Yeah. Mama, say hello to the world. You are currently on the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. Hello, world. There's a lot of anxiety. And I want to say to you and Chris, I appreciate having your podcast anyway because you offer some type of just lightheartedness and just giving, you know, that care back. What's going on, Pop? There's a lot of people that have suffered a lot worse than we are. And I, I've been trying to every day for at least one meal order from a local restaurant. Yeah, I just got margaritas from El Toro, if that counts. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to help my local <laughs> businesses out. Nick is doing his part. <laughs> Que pasa, wey? What's going on, bro? We appreciate so much the support that you've given us, man. And, and I'll rep y'all anywhere I go, man. Oh, no, I know you will. St. Paul, Minnesota, anywhere. here we come. <laughs> no, it's like Middle East spirit. <laughs> hey, next, we have our good buddy, Stephen Terry from Stephen Terry Pest Control. Stephen, welcome to the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit podcast, bud. How you doing? I get up about 4 o'clock every morning. Monday morning, y'all have podcast folks on listen to. Yeah. I'm driving down the road, or if I'm in one of my restaurants, doing further. Mm -hmm. I'm in there, you got my headphones on, I'm listening to you guys, and I'm laughing. You know, I enjoy our podcast. It's pretty dope. Welcome to episode 16, and now we bring you Bruised, Not Broken, an interview with Caitlin. Uh, we have a very special guest joining us all the way from Florida. Caitlin, how are you doing? Pretty good. We brought you on because you have a story of surviving domestic abuse. You are not a victim, you are a survivor. If you will, I'd like you to tell us about the last time that he abused you. February 27th of 2017. He approaches me and pushes me into the door frame. Kind of cut open my arm. Right outside of our bedroom door was a lump seat. I was pushed over the arm of that. And then he proceeded to get on top of me. We fell off the couch, landed on top of me on the tile puts me in a chokehold and turns me to look at our son. And just before things start to go black, I'm thinking the last thing I'm about to see before I die is my son. What's the biggest misconception you would like to clear up about someone who's been domestically abused? The biggest misconception is that it's easy to just up and leave. 70% of all domestic violence related murders occur after the victim leaves their abusers. That's why a lot of people that are being abused physically keep going back. If you could go back to talk to Caitlin the first time she got shoved or punched you in the jaw, if you could go back and talk to her, or if you could talk to any other woman out there who's in that situation right now, what would you say to them? After that first time, no matter how small it seems, it's just going to escalate and get worse. I, I would tell myself to just go. 
and leave and, and you can figure life out and that you don't need to be with him. But what you are, Caitlin, is you're an example because all of those reasons you could have said, I can't leave, the day you did leave, those reasons were still there. That's the message I hope that anybody in your situation listening today realizes. The day you left, you did what you had previously felt was impossible. You did the impossible and yeah. you left. I just want to reiterate how much I appreciate you coming on and telling the story. Like, I'm very happy that things turned out the way they did for you. Welcome to episode 17. Well, we have a very special episode and a very special guest joining us. Courtney French is on the line with us as well. How are you doing, Courtney? Hi, I'm doing great. Surviving this quarantine as well. So what's the reason that you feel like it's important for you to speak out? Well, I think it's just important because, you know, on the outside, I, I look like a perfectly well-put-together person. Well, we all have stories behind our out, outer looks that are much deeper and we don't know what's going on behind closed doors with their own mental health. Everybody deals with some type of mental health issue at some point in their life, whether it's seasonal depression, whether it's just getting over a breakup or losing someone in your family or close friends, and some are more extreme than others. You're too scared to admit that it's messing up your daily routine. It's important that everybody feels like they can reach out without being shamed for it. Me and a friend, had access to cocaine and we decided to do it and I was very very nervous very scared a part of me just really wanted to feel something different you know I tried it and it was just a different feeling that I quickly fell in love with based on all of your experience with depression with this anxiety disorder with addiction what do you say to the people who say addiction that's not a disease that's a choice there are people in this world who are able to do something and never do it again. And there are people like me who do something and whether it be the physical aspect of it or the emotional aspect of it, they want to do it again because they're instantly wanting to feel that way again. Whether you believe it or not, it is real all over the world and people suffer with this day in and day out. It starts with a choice like everything else in this world, but that choice gets taken away saying, you know, oh, I'm just going to stop because I can stop. It doesn't work like that. The end does not have a choice. You need help. I just want to say um, thank you for allowing me this opportunity to talk about my experience with addiction, mental health, and everything else in my own personal life. And I really hope that somebody somewhere out there gets something out of it in a positive way and they're not too scared or ashamed to say, okay, maybe I need to talk to somebody because we're not alone in this. We're all in this together. I want to say that we're becoming more open to accepting people who are going through things. You're listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. You're listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. This is the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. To episode 18. Let's tell people the story or how this thing came together. It's only been five months, oh, and it feels like it was forever ago. I'll never forget the day I'm sitting on the front porch smoking a cigarette, and you and Haley come over. You're hype gorilling already. <laughs> <laughs> and you say, dude, still thinking about starting a podcast? I call three or four podcasts that their website says call for advertising. The dude told me $500 for 30 seconds, and then that light went off. <laughs> Hold the fuck up. Nick said a few months ago that he was thinking about doing a podcast. Not only am I going to get free advertising, people are going to pay me to advertise on my podcast, 
that's where my mind was when we started. Once we got that intro, I knew immediately that I wanted to get started. I was just super hyped. We put together a little 15 minute podcast. And when I first started, it just started as me talking to nobody. In the middle of doing this thing, I'm like, dude, we're ready. So I start talking to Chris. When you're retiring at 40 years old and you're walking off into the sunset, I want what you think back on is to be like, damn, I sure am glad I started that podcast with me. The Smells Like Middle Age Spirit podcast, I'm coming for number one though, brother. Boy, I was gassing you up, bud. <laughs> what was the moment for you that it shifted from, this is how I'm gonna make money, to man, we're doing something really important? It's when Keisha came on, and then you get Caitlin on, and then you get Courtney on, and it's like listening to these heartfelt stories of these people actually speaking their truth and telling the world, the experiences they've had, my mind was just blown. My people are fighting and trusting in us to use our platform to tell these stories. That's when it all came to light for me. And I can say unequivocally, man, like I am proud of the content that we put out. I'm proud of you. I'm proud uh, to know you. I can't think of anybody else I'd rather be doing this podcast with, my friend. To all of you listening now, thank you so much. I'm Nick Stevenson. And I'm Chris Clark, and I will see y'all next season. And I will see you all next season. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a wrap. What a ride it has been. I hope you got the same goosebumps I got the 500 different times that I listened to that highlight reel. It's been a blast. It's been so much fun. It's going to be weird not having a podcast to work on next weekend. To everybody who's been supporting us, to everyone who's been listening, we say this all the time, and it doesn't do justice to how much we appreciate all of you. And if there's anything that we can do to assist you and whatever your endeavor is, let us know. Once again, we're trying to push hard for the small businesses in the area, not just here, but I've talked to small business owners all over the country. They're still having a difficult time. And we have a small reach in other parts of the country, but it's a reach nonetheless. Anything we can do to help you guys out and support you all the way you've been supporting us please let us know. You can locate us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget about us. We're going to be off for about a month. Don't go off and fall in love with some other podcast. Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast is your podcast. You're a part of this. Uh, we have big plans, once again, to keep you guys engaged and even make you more a part of what we're doing here um, at the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this recap. Water under the fridge, as Chris would call it, for my partner, Chris Clark, I am Nick Stevenson, and we will see you next season. You've been listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast with Nick and Chris. For more show content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.